Stay in the Loop with Lucy. The interviews this month are very much about dating, about the whole schmozzle that goes around wanting to meet people. It came from a Hornsby Curing Guy post that I wrote called Are We Exclusive Yet? Committing to Love. I'm going to read it to you because I think it just forms a pretty cool foundation for the compendium of interviews that is to come. Dating has changed. In my day, you went out, you met people, sometimes awkwardly, you got to know them, you dated, and on the whole, once you got into that space of dating, you didn't mess around. Now, I realize that could have just been my world, but I hear more and more that it's not unusual for people to keep their options open and to play the field just in case something better comes along. Exclusivity is something that is not assumed. It is navigated and negotiated. So while you're working out if something is going to work, you're not fully in the relationship. Rather, it's a one foot in, one foot out scenario. My question is, how do you know if a relationship is going to work or not if you haven't given your whole self to the process? If I'm half in and half out while I get to know what you like and what I like, then both of us will feel that neither of us are fully committed. I'm not going to say I like you before you say you like me, and I certainly won't say I love you before you say it to me. Um, It just seems to me like we're back to the who's going to cross the dance floor to ask the other person to dance scenario of times gone by. Full protection mode, constantly playing defense, ready to pull the plug and parachute out of any scenario or relationship that gets too close to hurting us. So this led me to investigate this word, this expression, exclusivity in relationships. I wonder if um, maybe we're missing something. So let me introduce my contributors for today, four very different women, a diverse background of ages, each who have very different experiences of the same experiences, navigating exclusivity in dating relationships. They each bring with them a perspective that I hope will be relatable for you. And I should add that although I didn't have any men offer to do the interviews because I had a particular recording window, one of the participants approached me passionate to share what men have shared with her and what she has observed through a conversation with those male friends. And um, she's the person who finishes the interview today, and that's Shelley. Having heard what she had to share, I started to notice that we tend to project massive differences between genders and reduce relationships to um, to that, really. On that note, it is true that the interviews are from women in heterosexual relationships, but every word is applicable to every relationship that any of us go into. And once again, um, you know, perhaps we stop reducing things to binary relationships and don't see it as male, female, sexual, non-sexual. This is about relationships and how to build standards of decency, respect and quality, whereby if you're going to be exclusive with someone to investigate a relationship, we just actually innately know. May I introduce Hannah? Hannah's positivity is infectious. But even for Hannah, there are some things that become frustrating in the dating scene. In terms of the people you've met or not met, 
online or not online. So this could be just in general. Do you find that there is a conversation now that needs to happen about whether you're going to be exclusive and when you're just going to be seeing one person? Or is it just a given that at some point you like each other enough that you're just not going to see other people and just going to see how it goes? Okay, this is a good question because there's actually multiple stages of this whole process. So I think we used to have like courting and then dating and then marriage or whatever. I mean, but look, this is the way I see it. So you'll be like talking to, like there's a stage where you're like talking to people where you like, you know, you've got two interested parties and you're talking to people. That's a stage. Then you've got dating and then you've got exclusive after dating, but being exclusive is before being in a relationship. So there's actually a stage where you're like, we're exclusive. We're not seeing anybody else. It's just us. But you haven't said boyfriend, girlfriend yet. The whole other thing. Yes. So then you've got being in a relationship. Then you've got um, living together because that's a whole other thing, like a whole other milestone that people get to. Then you've got engaged. And then if you're so called lucky, then you're married. So, yeah, just wanted to get that that straight up from the beginning. Like something that really gets me going because I think, oh, my goodness, there's like I've been in a, a serious relationship and this my last serious relationship, which was a live-in. So I guess like on the scale, this was like we've gone past the talking phase, then the dating phase and then the um, exclusive phase and then we're boyfriend and girlfriend and then we live together. So I've, got, I've made it to step five. So we were like <laughs> we were living together. But I would say that on reflection of that relationship, besides all the other bits and pieces that kind of made it not work, I think the core thing was the fact that we weren't married because we were living together. But it was that sense of like we both hadn't totally committed or jumped in. We weren't doing any like long-term plans. There wasn't that deep like, oh, this is us and what are we going to do together and how is this truly going to work as a team, like as a partnership? It was very much like this is what I want, this is what you want, and let's hope we both get what we want. I don't know why we've added all these stages in, but it makes it really difficult because it's like both people are like have their cards and they keep them close to their chest and then they're like, hopefully if I play these cards right, I'll get to the next stage. But then the other person might be going, oh, well, in this big long spectrum of stages we can go to, I'm going to keep you here because there's this and that that I don't like about you so you can prove yourself. Or, or maybe I'll keep you here because there might be other options. But look, when the conversations happen, I can kind of pick it up now, now that I've been dating for like 20 years, I can pick up when somebody really is interested in me and when they're not just through what they say and through how they act. So they'll be very keen to like lock it down, so to speak. So they'll, they'll speak of the future or they'll say stuff like when we do this or when we go here or they'll be very keen to see you again. Yeah, I can just tell. So actually, it, it sounds like there's quite a bit of calculation involved, that everybody is calculating the other person's move and therefore calculating their own move. Yeah. Which I can imagine makes it really difficult to know that you, your nervous system doesn't settle. You don't, you can't yeah. actually be yourself in the relationship because you're constantly Paranoid. worried. Have I, have, yeah, have I gone too far ahead? I mean, it's just not, there's no flow. There's no flow. Well, and the, the messed up thing is that at any one of those stages, 
you can be having sex. Like that's the way that our current setup is. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think that that's supportive for people. And if, and especially if, if those two people have in their minds two very different spaces on that spectrum of where they are, you know, it's a bit of a mess. I think regardless of this so-called scale, which I think we look at like it's lineal and we kind of go, but really what we're saying is in each of those moments, I give a certain part of myself to someone. So I'm either 20%, 30%, 40% and increasing to marriage, which is 100%. So what I find is, say, for example, like I caught up with, um, I went on a couple of dates with someone a few months ago and he was going overseas and like physical intimacy just besides that like we we caught up for dinner we had a really nice time and i was going like you know great let's enjoy each other's company he goes oh wait well because i'm leaving i don't want to get too attached i don't want whatever the reason was it's like well we're only at this part of the spectrum but it stopped you from going like a, like 100% in and just being all of yourself and i'm not saying like let's just jump into bed together and all that sort of stuff and it's almost like they're holding a cup of like 100% water and they're going well i'm only going to pour this much water onto that plant or whatever like to to allow it to grow not realizing if you're going at 100 percent, and the other person's 100 percent, and then you're going to have a freaking forest you know not a plant <laughs> it it does reduce what a relationship is and what a connection is if you're constantly saying well i wonder how you're going to fit into my life do you fit into my life here there or and that's that well i'm not going to be exclusive because you might not fit into my life yeah yeah so with the whole exclusive thing just going back to that because that has been a feature of whatever discord disharmony or has come up i guess in the past how many years and i think it's Perhaps I am living more compromised now, but because I remember like when I was super young, you'd have these connections with people and you just go, oh, well, I guess we're going to be in a relationship. And that's what a lot of people did do, I feel. Like you just connect and go, there wouldn't be much thought. But I think, you know, maybe you get burnt a certain amount of times because you'd say, and this is quite common, I think, for women especially. Um, well, this is in heterosexual relationships. I can't speak to um other relationships but you know you you experience a few heartbreaks because you'd be like oh well, we're going to be in a relationship and we like each other and the other person would be like oh no 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 like that's too soon or I'm playing the field or maybe I felt like even in some scenarios like I met someone you know we hit it off we got along really well I was like that's it we're in a relationship and I think they saw me coming into their life as like oh this is just the beginning of the avalanche of women that are going to be coming to me now so I better hold back that they, they were in a um they're a musician like had their their career and I think they wanted to be famous and whatever and they thought that they were going to get this whole other life after that and it's funny just because we stayed friends and or stayed connected just via social media and stuff and I think that you know, hindsight's a great thing because I could look back and be like, oh, well, you know, we weren't together and I did like this person at the time, but we've gone in completely different directions. And I think they might be like, oh, well, we could have been in a relationship. What a wasted opportunity. That's the beauty, isn't it, of where it's not a it's not a line, it's actually a cycle because you're constantly offered the reflection of the decisions that you make in the calculation. And then you walk through it and you go, oh, 
yeah, I, 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 as a musician, I thought I was going to be, you know, bombarded by all these women and I wanted all these choices. But actually, now I'm now I've walked through that a few times. I kind of come back to that to that scent got with Hannah and it was more about connection. And actually, I haven't had that in any of the people that have cycled through between times. There was something there. Just being in the moment and being free of calculation, I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off and then you're able just to kind of feel where things are truly at. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough terrain to kind of manage or to like work through because and I, I think one of the reasons why I stepped back from online dating I was last time I was on there maybe like two or three months ago was that I noticed that it just felt so bleak out there like it felt like I mean not only was the calculation so massive but it was like I felt like I don't know how we've gotten to this place but guys really wanted me to perform for them to like do something to like impress them. And I was like, let's just calm down and have a conversation or let's just catch up or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not going to send you my resume and, you know, try and tickle your boxes just verbally. Like I find that really boring, but I think like that's where we've got to. It's like, it's that such that disconnection from feeling like feeling someone's essence and just going, Hey, like, can we just, are you the kind of person that I might accidentally miss my bedtime because we keep talking? I feel like I'm probably fresher and can be a bit more with ease with everything now So as at 34 than I was, say, at 23. Because I remember 23, I'd had a few years of having my heart broken and going, well, being this open and free isn't working. So I went full into, like, calculation of, like, okay, are they kind? Are they nice? Um, you know, are they, do they pay for the first date? Like, you know, you have all of these tick boxes and I was having all of these boxes ticked, but just on that one point of we were just talking about, about are you able to just to like have this conversation with them and enjoy their company? That was missing from that. So I feel like I tried to, you know, manage and calculate my way into these so-called, you know, good relationships you know they should not be abusive on paper they're this and they're that but it's like well hang on do you even click look I think expectations is something that people will relate to because I feel like even calculation it's so ingrained in our behaviors now that we don't even realize we're doing it but we all Mm -hmm. expect things and I think there's this model of hang on where did all these expectations come from because I was actually having a chat with a girlfriend a couple months ago and we realised that we had these these expectations, but not only expectations, but like that we deserved a certain relationship, that we deserved a certain person. Because I feel like over the years and we can blame like the media or we can blame our ideals in society or whatever, I think you kind of get fed this picture and it might be like, okay, well, if you go to university, then you'll get this job. If you work really hard, then you'll get your weekends off. If you work this, 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 then you will get that. that. And if you look a certain way, you'll get a certain kind of man. If you have a certain amount of money, you'll get a certain kind of woman. But there comes a point, and I think this is where people over 30 get a bit bitter because they're like, screw this. I've just worked my butt off 
to meet all of these pictures and I'm not getting what I deserve. And it's not fair because all of these people, like I'm looking, like how is that person? They're not as good looking as me, but they have this better looking partner. How is that fair? And you get into this, this not fair thing, but those expectations are what weigh on each other when we go into dating because we're like, I, well, there's a bit of going, I deserve something. Actually, I'm even going to reveal it. Like I, there was, there's a friend of mine and we probably aren't that suitable. But we've been friends for years. We went to high school together and I actually kind of considered, I was like, oh, maybe we could be in a relationship because, you know, he's actually a really lovely guy. But I literally had the thought of, but he doesn't deserve me. That's not fair. Like, you know, because of whatever level of education or experience or status or whatever BS that I, and I was like, where did that thought come from? That's insane. Um. But yeah, if we if we're walking into a date and we're measuring the other person, we've also measured ourselves. And how can we even measure ourselves? Like compared to what? Compared to like whatever standard we get told from the outside world is of value. And then we've like we've been told what's apparently valuable. Then we measure ourselves. Then we're measuring them. Like it's just a recipe to not be happy, really. I don't think any of the problems we're experiencing are new. I feel like they're just magnified and then drawn out and made bigger. It's like, at the end of the day, just be yourself. I love the honesty about some of the ideals and beliefs that sit in the dating world. Now, meet our second guest, Rosie. Rosie has an honesty that is so refreshing and calls out the competition that is rife within the exclusive, non-exclusive world. So if you are worried about what to say and what not to say, Rosie will empower you to be more upfront and hold your standards. I love that you ask because it's not just for the young people. And um, I actually just started talking to another guy um, just a couple of days ago. And um, he said, maybe we could meet on the weekend. I was like, great. And then he said, "Um, I should let you know that I'm also talking to this other lady and um, she's really open to having open relationships Um, And I've never done that before, but now I'm open to doing that. So I just thought I'd let you know, and maybe you'll say what the F, but, you know, maybe you're open to that too. And I was like, I read the message and I was like, hmm, what the? (laughs) And then I was like, wow, this really just challenges me because there are such a different way of being with people these days. And um, so I wrote back and I said, yeah, that totally challenges me. And I'm not actually interested in being someone's thing on the side or maybe you'll try this and you try that and then you'll just ditch the other one and but I do realize like it's a very common thing and I've um I've been studying counseling and one of the courses that I went to for my professional development was on about was about different uh, relationships and I sat there with my jaw dropped down to the floor because the lady was talking about all these different uh, ways of having relationships that are really common these days. And I thought, oh my God, I'm, I've, I'm, I've been, I don't know, sheltered, or I just didn't know that it even existed and was so normal um, to have multiple partners and not to actually commit to a relationship. And um, it's what some people think is what people want. And maybe they do. Maybe I've just lived in a bubble. Well done, Rosie. I do you think you're living out in a bubble? Or do you think we've lowered the bar on what a relationship is? Because just observing what I observe, 
no one seems particularly settled with the fact that there isn't this exclusivity thing because they're always second guessing what someone's saying or thinking. That doesn't sound like a relaxed relationship that you would choose to want. You wouldn't want, would you? Yeah, well, that's what I wonder. I was like, how do you feel? How do you go to bed at night? And I actually asked the guy, I said, well, tell me. So if if this girlfriend that you're seeing is now off away for three weeks sleeping with someone else, how how does that make you feel? Because I was curious because I'm like, might not, not want to date you, but I want to learn from it so that I also have mm-hmm. understanding. So I don't judge people if that's their choice, because I, I do really, truly want to understand like why and how and so that, so that I can ha- understand people. But yeah, um, it, uh, you, you're, you're right. You're spot on. Like, where's the settlement or where does where do people feel fulfilled? It's almost like you could have this, but you're constantly looking for something else because it quite, isn't quite it. I also feel that you constantly question your value. You constantly question your worth. And it's like it's designed to make you feel like you need to work for love and for attention and for it it's it just sets the relation up in such a poisonous way it's like a competition to see if i'm better than the other one yeah yeah i i i as 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 we're talking you know i'm going it's fascinating to talk about it because if we don't talk about it we will actually start taking that as normal and i would like to put my stake in the ground and say i'm going to represent the polar opposite of this that actually you you deserve i mean rosie you deserve someone to to embrace every fiber of your being every everything about you without wanting to change you and willing you to be who you are right like and I love that you say that because really that's what we all want at deep down is just to be loved and accepted for who we are and what I've noticed with the with the online dating or even just dating in general because I've dated offline as well is that it's almost like we as women, we're just searching. Well, it's probably the same for guys, but we're searching for that, the one. And along comes the one, but it's not quite it. But we then go, well, I'll settle for this because it's better than nothing. And because by now you're in such desperate need that you just got this idea that it's not okay to be single. You're not enough. Um, Everybody else has a partner. They're all walking hand in hand. And here I am still on my own. So there's this, a bit of desperation and in that, you're almost like you're settled for less. And um, I sometimes think the guys um, are, are given the free reign to misbehave or play around with us because we've actually dropped our standard as women, therefore allowing them to get away with it because we haven't stood up and said no. And I realized with this guy that I've chatted to now, it's like it'd be really easy to just go along and be part of his little competition, see which one is better because he's cute and he's nice and, you know, he mits, um, ticks some of my boxes. But then what am I saying? What am I saying yes to that I'm not worthy of it? And, oh, yeah, well, I'd really like one just to be the number one. But if I can't have that, then I'll take second best because I'm not worth it. Exactly, Rosie. 
Even when you feel it is about time you met someone, it doesn't mean you lower your standards and accept second best. Hmm. Now to meet Marika. Marika brings a steadiness to the discussion about online dating. She normalizes the practicals of talking to multiple people. And when that moment arrives to be exclusive and commit in full to seeing where the relationship might go. It's an interesting term. I mean, the, the, the term hookups, for example, is rampant on these apps. And that's not something that I'm interested in personally, but there is a lot of that. And so therefore there is no exclusivity. It's people just connecting and often having chats with multiple people. I personally don't feel there's anything wrong with talking to more than one person when it's the beginning stages and there's really nothing happening, you just, it's like it's going out on a date, just like if you were meeting someone that wasn't on one of these apps, you met them at work and you go on a date and you met someone else. If there's nothing serious, I don't. I have no issues with that. Having said that, I have spoken to girlfriends who, who would say the opposite. They're like, no, nah, if I'm just talking to one person, that's it. But I, I don't feel that way. However, if something started to get serious with someone, then yes, I would, out of respect for that person and to give my 100% to um, exploring that connection, I would pause the apps and, and let others who I've been speaking with, let them know that I'm actually talking to someone else that I'm quite interested in and, and that I would, you know, if it didn't work out, I'll come back to them. So. I think it just depends where the conversation is at with people. This whole exclusivity thing, um, like I would actually say my experience on the apps that the majority of the men that I come across are wanting casual sex or hookups. And I don't think that's exaggerating. Then you'll have, you've got the you know, a smaller percentage of people who are actually on there for longer-term relationships or looking for life partner. And then there's a percentage of them on there that don't know. They're like, could go either way, just open to exploring. What is it that people are afraid of in the relationship that's one-to-one that then that they prefer Bearing in mind, most people are looking for those kinds of relationships. You want to meet the one that even that expression, you're you're looking to be met and to be adored and to be appreciated and all of those things. And yet the opportunity to discover that um, is a little bit harder if you don't put your whole self in. Yes, but you know what I've noticed? So, Lucy, I'm not a young chicken in my 20s anymore, and I think it's a different experience if you're in your 20s or your 40s or 50s. And I, my observation of the men that I come across who contact me is they're, a lot of them have had long-term relationships and they've either divorced or, or they haven't had you know, the marriage or the long term and now they're ready to settle down. Um, but the ones that have, they're not wanting to do it all again. They're, they're not wanting that 
big commitment so that their online profile shows that, you know, they're, they're just looking for some fun or a connection or, and, and you know, no one's um, saying marry me on the first date or maybe some people are, but, um, you know, it needs to, I think it needs to be casual in the beginning in the sense that there's no pressure. I get that. Um, but I, I find that, that there's very few profiles I come across, male profiles, where they're really honest and just put it all on the table and saying, you know what, I'm looking for a life partner, don't want to muck around, you know, that I come across those but they're very few and far between. Um, most of them, um, they I see profiles where people just don't even write anything. They just put a photo. Um, I find that very telling. I'm, I'm actually interested in someone who actually is interested in sharing a little bit about themselves because I do in my profile. I don't hold back. And that's why I get a lot of comments from guys going, wow, it's really refreshing to, you know, read your profile. I don't, I don't have photos of my breasts falling out of my top or anything like that. So I don't flaunt my body like I used to in my 20s. I don't do that because I don't want to attract someone who's just interested in that. I want people to feel everything about me, the quality of me, and so, therefore, my photos reflect the amazingness of me, but not from a body perspective, but more about this is who I am in all of my variety of expressions. And, um, and then leave it at that and see, see what happens from there. And I get, I, I love the comments that, that come my way, not because I like to be flattered, but it's just lovely that men do, do have that lovely respect um to make a comment even I get so many comments of men going ah oh, I know that I'm not for you but I just needed to express to you and I, I just find that really lovely and that's what makes the online dating a really lovely platform to be on and respectful and and then of course you get the other weird comments as well so you there's always going to be a mix and if you don't take it personally and just you know read what's going on in regards to well that's just where they're at then it can be a really enjoyable platform to be on i love the playfulness that you bring to it marika that that comes through and the the um the the joy of those people who actually appreciate what you bring the the playfulness in that they just wanted to tell you that's just that's pretty cool yeah, that's why I like Plenty of Fish because the other platforms you don't necessarily have that opportunity, but Plenty of Fish doesn't stop you communicating if you feel to. And so um, that I feel that's just a lovely way to connect with humanity um, and you can never get enough appreciation in this world because, if anything, this world has not enough of it. So um, um if, if and I, I remember in the early days of dating there's this one gentleman I remember he was just so lovely I, and he was from a little country town and I just loved connecting with him and I knew I was making a difference to his day and I I really made the effort to just keep connecting with him until that finished and completed with us and 
you know, if that's all we're on this platform for to make those connections, then great. And if there's an opportunity to connect with someone deeper and have a relationship, then then fantastic. But I've let go of the expectation of that I need to meet the one on these platforms. It's it's I see it as a opportunity of growth. I see it as an opportunity to meet people that I wouldn't normally meet. And then it's an absolute bonus if I actually meet someone that I can have a, a deeper relationship with. Marika clearly loves the connection she has made with people and brings a delightful playfulness to the online dating platform. My last guest is Shelley, who jumps straight into representing the male perspective for exclusivity, and it's not quite the picture that has been painted before. The thing that I felt with the guys when I was talking to them, they actually wanted exclusivity. That was what they were looking for especially the nice looking younger guys, like they'd sort of, they've already lived that. They'd already done the, you know, the free relationship and they were wanting more, whereas they were finding the women actually didn't want that. They wanted to have the variety. They wanted, and the main things was that they had to have money. They had to be good in bed and that they had to be able to take them out like that they could get dressed up and be shown off. The other common, every single one of the men experienced that they would open the door for the women and they would the women would be, I can do that myself. They would go to pay for the meal and they'll go, no, you're not shouting me anything. And a lot of the guys in the end didn't do any of that. It was like they got told off and abused for actually treating them as a gentleman. So that was that was really heartbreaking for them because they'd already been through the having different women doing the party scene, doing everything else, and these guys genuinely wanted to be with one woman, and they wanted to be sensitive. They wanted to open the doors, you know. They wanted to be able to give them a meal without any payback or cost to the woman, um, but they didn't want that. And that was every, out of the 10 guys, all of them were were getting that feedback from the women. So just putting it on the table, because I think we're talking about decency, respect, kindness in a relationship. Because if I was going out with a girlfriend and I wanted to shout them or, you know, I would happily open a door from them, that to me isn't me saying, I fancy you, I want to be with you. That's me saying, I just I just would love to spoil you. I would love to to treat you. I would love to honor you. And and this is in this moment, this is how I would love to do it. So it's it's quite interesting, isn't it, that we have gone the other way of thinking that just because a man is offering to pay us pay for food that we take or open the door for us, that we take that as an assault on our femininity and our, our feminist values and that it's going to take us back into the dark old age of a man then owning us or seeing us as less or fragile. Whereas I would do that with my male friends or female friends as friends. Yeah, and I think it can come from the women from either being hurt and being used like that before, as if to say, if I've bought you a meal, then you need to pay up with sex. 
Yeah. But from what the guys are saying, a lot of it was just the, the culture of the 30 and 40 year old women that they'd been dating. That seemed to be the common thing that they, they were insulted if the man genuinely was sensitive and wanted to take care of them, not own them, but express the, just express the absolute delicacy and gentleness of the man. Like my partner, the first time we went out, we were in Byron Bay and it was really, really windy and he was six foot four and a really big guy and he stood there and stopped the wind. Like just simple things like that to me just melted me. You know, he had the body that could protect me from the wind, like, and he was prepared to do that. Whereas the women were taking it that, well, you know, why do you say that I'm less or I'm not equal to you in that? So, yeah, that that was the biggest thing that was devastating them more than anything, that they'd finally got to the stage where they didn't have to play the game. They wanted out of the game. And it was like the women still wanted to play the game. And then they were wanting to, you know, they were getting harder the more rejects they got or the more, you know, they'd get the photos or they'd get, you know, selfies, nude selfies and stuff like that. And they were just getting hammered to think that they were being less. Um, There's a game, a constant game. If one's not playing it, the other one is. And the way... The way it works is two people have to not play the game at the same time for there to be any hope of of a true connection. Yeah, and I think it's about being real where you're at in your life of why you're wanting a relationship and being honest about that. And I think that's what I learned um, when I finally got to be real and going, yeah, I still would love a husband, blah, 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 but right now I'm not ready for that. Mm. Like I've gone from a 13-year-old teenager and in six months all of a sudden I think that I'm ready to have a a real relationship. So once I did that, my own self-evaluation of why was I on the site and what I was looking for, and then when I put the um, two-hour drive, I was honouring myself. And I think that's what I learnt, that before I go on the site, I have to honour exactly where I am have that as a marker not drop that for any man and don't drop it for myself because it mightn't be fitting the picture that I want someone else to see me as if that makes sense it all makes perfect sense doesn't it thank you very much to Hannah Rosie Marika and Shelley who you heard at the end there How interesting is it to hear the men's perspective and feel how hurt many of them sounded like they felt? It sounds like everyone is playing a part and no one knows what the expectations and pictures are for the roles they're supposed to be playing. You may want to jump into another audio actually in the compendium with Martin, a clinical sexologist, to delve a little bit deeper into those roles we play in relationships. Really interesting interview. If you want to hear more from these guests and their experiences of online dating, and trust me, there are some excellent stories to be shared by them and some of the other um, participants, then subscribe to get notified for next month's postings as part of the compendium of online dating with another article heading into the Hornsby Curing Guy post. Some takeaways from these interviews are to be honest about where we're at before we head on to those dating sites 
Thank you, Marie Grincelli. Point very well made there. Don't lose the standards or settle for less just because it's not happening in the picture of the timeline that we have subscribed to. Thank you, Hannah and Rosie, although I think everyone really kind of picked up that um, the picture scenario. Until then, enjoy committing in full to whatever you are doing, because remember, it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not, and this could be talking about life or work, you don't know if it's true for you if you're half in and half out. In short, it seems to me that exclusiveness is more than just in the words, but in a felt sense of behaviour, either verbalised or not, by one party or the other. See you again next month for Stay in the Loop with Lucy. 